Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcaster. You know, patrons, I'm here for you. You're here. You're here for me. We're a great big sleepy family. I didn't even. I think that's from a song, but oh, I just realized that that's very similar to Barney. The song is by Barney. Yeah. Uh, so the podcaster that's influenced by Barney, uh, and uh, you make that possible. It's Big Purple Podcast, and Barney's Big Purple Imaginary Dinosaur. Thanks, everybody. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, we do it's a bedtime story. All you need to do, or all you could do if you choose to, is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. Or you could do that later too. We could pray. You probably already did press, but that was more. I guess that's more. What is that? What is that called? It's, it's not a truism because you already obviously you already pressed play. Silly me. That's the first time I've actually actually remember in this moment uh, the fact that you have already pressed play. Well, thanks for pressing play. All you need to do is get in bed, turn on the lights. But that's the only way I remember what comes next, though. Press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do. You know, the reason I can't remember it is because it's a pathway in my mind. I got to go back. I say, where, I turn somewhere else on the pathway in my mind. I got to go back uh, to turn out the lights, press play. I don't know, right at press play, I took a road down something about press and play. But now I'm back. Turn out the lights, press play. Also, I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's, you know, thoughts, things you're thinking about on your mind, you have feelings, like emotions coming up, uh, or just, you know, remnants of those, uh, physical sensations, uh, changes in time or temperature, you know, things that are inconveniencing your bedtime. Am I right or am I right? Uh, uh, you know, whatever's getting in the way of you getting a good night's sleep uh, or, inter- you know, uh, interrupting it. I don't want to, that's a pretty strong word, huh? Uh, whatever's getting in the way, I'd like to help. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. Oh, so creaky and dulcet. Uh, the creakiest set of dulcet tones that I, you know, that I happen to use. Uh, they say they're creaky. They they say they don't say this, but it makes me think of a dulcimer or some other, what adult like other things that might say you know dulce de leche that look like looks like it would be spelled like dulcimer. No idea. I mean, dulcimer hopefully is like uh, he puts the doll in dulcimer. If I ever used that, because I guess I don't play the dulcimer. Oh, here's another thing. I don't really find the dulcimer doll. I mean, I prefer my dulcimer in the background. Is Oh, here's a question. Is a dulcimer the one with the wooden hammers that looks like a, it looks like it's a string, stringed instrument or stringed, whatever, however you say that. Uh, it looks a bit like a, a harp, but it's, uh, it's, you play it with little hammers. I think that's what a dulcimer is. I heard, sure, certainly hope so. Otherwise, I'm incredibly embarrassed. Uh, but I do like, you know, I do like it, uh, particularly at the Dickens Fair. There's usually a dulcimer player or a player playing that thing with the hammers. Uh, 
which is, I don't even know what that's called, the Mycroftian uh, Sluzer. Maybe then in another universe they have that instrument. I think that was what, what uh, I don't know if the Lorax, like in one of my books I made up about the Lorax, uh, that was what the Lorax played. My, whatever, Mycroftian Sluzer. So anyway, where was I? Um, oh, my, what am I do? I'm trying to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Now, if you're new, this podcast is very, very different. So, so hopefully I've caught your attention because I know the beginning of the show can throw new listeners off, the whole thing. And so if I do, if you're new and I have your attention, I'm really glad you're here. And I know, like, I'll, I'll give you the structure of the show and that kind of stuff uh, and what to expect because uh, it, can, it can throw people off. And that's perfectly normal. And if you're new and skeptical or you're having trouble sleeping, you know, in this podcast, it definitely diverges from most expectation. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, but I'll try to. So here's what to expect structurally. You're already into the structure, but the show starts off with a few minutes of business. And that's how we're able to keep the podcast free for everybody. And just so you're new, like this is just because I got this really intense email yesterday about this. Uh, podcast takes like about 100 plus hours of labor a week to put out. And then it gets downloaded a lot. So the, those kind of two things, are, is, uh, it, it does take a, like a good foundation to, to, to do that, uh, to, to keep the podcast sustained so I can keep it coming out and free. Uh, so, so just, just, I guess I'm saying that's the person that emailed me, which isn't going to hurt. They're not going to listen again, but I just want to let you know that. So structurally, that's why the business is there. It's only important for regular listeners. Uh, then there's an intro and the intro is around 12 to 15 minutes. And sometimes particularly that same kind of person could say, well, it's just a giant 25 minute ad for the podcast or something. And I say, no, but if you're new, it could totally sound that way. I understand it because like a regular podcast wouldn't start with someone explaining a podcast for 20 minutes. It, obviously. I mean, come on, you're right. Uh, but sleep with me does just because the whole idea of the show is as part of your uh, wind down routine. And so whether you're listening as you're getting ready for bed or you're in bed, I find, and I, I guess with all the listeners, uh, my experience over the past six years making the show is that, uh, it takes a little bit of time to wind down. Unfortunately, I wish I had a podcast that was like a five second countdown to sleep. Uh, but to be honest, I think those are mostly baloney. I mean, uh, usually I don't weigh in on uh, that kind of stuff, but I say, well, because if, if if there was a way to just say, hey, I'm going to take 10 seconds, I'm going to put you to sleep, one, I'd probably be a billionaire. And so I'd have like someone that sounds like probably, you know, you know, I do like I wouldn't need to do it. Right. So, yeah, I wish I could just to do that and put you to sleep totally. But my way is to, uh, well, the intro slowly winds things down. For a new listener, hopefully it gives you the idea that this podcast is different and silly and goofy and uh, might not be for you, but hopefully it is. Uh, and then for a regular listener to say, oh, there's Scoots again, trying to spell, dul you know, for getting, getting his dulcimers and his oboes mixed up. And I say, no, 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 come on. I know what the difference between, I know what an oboe is, and I kind of think I might know what a dulcimer is. 
because they used to think, you know, the oboe is just a very easy, the oboe is the long one. So I do know what an oboe looks like, and I know what one sounds like. And I also know what a kettle drum is, so don't throw that one in. Here's an idea. If, if Here's anybody, like, here's a, just a free business idea. Anybody out there, I know this is not the perfect time for it. But, you know, like, in the last, and we've talked about kettle corn being, like, where did kettle corn, when did kettle corn become popular? And when did it start springing up everywhere? Was it 10 years ago? Was it 20 years ago? Was it 15 years ago? But, you know, the kettle corn business has been strong since then, particularly at, like, farmers markets and street fairs and those kind of things. How come there's not a kettle corn place called Kettle Drum Full of Kettle Corn? Or, you know, something like that, like where someone's playing the kettle drum. Now, separate, I'm sure you don't want to mix the two things. But here's just a free idea. You take, your for, you take a former kettle, corn, kettle drum, make it into your kettle corn cauldron. And then also, you know, either have someone in your family that plays kettle drum. Like when you're serving it, they could go boom, 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 boom. And then, you know, every time the person, you know, that would be, that would be I, I could, and plus like it could help people eat one kernel at a time. You could say, well, I eat my kernels of kettle corn in tune with the kettle drum. You say, oh, yeah, like it's much more pleasurable to enjoy my kettle corn in, in, in sync with the kettle drum. Okay, where was I, though? I tend to go off topic. Oh, the podcast isn't for everybody, but the new listeners, they like the intros, other than about 2% that skip ahead like 20 minutes and start there. So just kind of see how it goes, because there's free ideas tucked in there. You say, what is, like, uh, what is this intro? Like, uh, Usually that's like the, the mild version of the emails I get. Uh, what do you, you know, who, who, who do you? And I say, who do I think I am giving away free ideas like a kettle drum full of kettle corn? Here's another free idea to bring joy to orchestras, uh, particularly if you're kettle drumist. Is it a kettle drumist or a kettle drummer? Uh, the player, the person who plays the kettle drum uh, or percussionists, you know, in general, that also have a kettle drum. You know, if they're celebrating an anniversary, fill their kettle drum with kettle corn. If it's respectful, use liner, of course, of course. Uh, but say, yep, yeah, we got you, uh, uh, Talisa, we got you this, uh, we, you know, you've been with us for 30 years at the, you know, Philharmonic here. Your kettle drums have brought so much joy to the children and the adults in this community. And uh, we thought of a way to set, you know, then we somebody listened to a sleep podcast and they said, fill their kettle drum with kettle corn. We know you love it and we love you. Thank you. Another free idea. So there you go. Just in case you say, what is this intro? Uh, all you do is talk about the podcast and stuff. I say, yeah, well, there's free ideas in there. A couple of free ones. I didn't say, you know, I never said they were going to be good ideas, uh, but kind of interest, barely interesting ideas. So that's the intro. Then the sh- tonight we'll talk about The Good Place, a couple episodes of The Good Place, in a very indirect and rambling way. Uh, that, again, you say, wait a second, are you sure you watched the episodes of The Good Place? Because uh, you talked about a 22-minute 22 epi- 22 episode for 31 minutes. Uh, and they'd say, oh, I'm sure. Holy cow. I watched it on mute one time just in case. So that's, uh, so that's just, str- and then there'll be some thank yous at the end. There's some business between the intro and the, the, the TV show recap portion of tonight's episode. So it's a structure show. This is also a podcast you don't need to listen to. I think I've made that abundantly clear.
Here's another thing, though, about that kettle of kettle corn, the kettle drum. You say, are you going to share it with everybody or are you going to take it home? And they say, well, it's a tough. And of course, I'm going to share it with my whole my whole team at the Philharmonic. Uh, so I, I just saw that. I don't know. So, oh, structurally, oh, no, the podcast you don't need to listen to. There you go. I just showed you why. But it's here to keep you company while you fall asleep. There's also no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here for about an hour so you can drift off at your leisure. Uh, but if you can't sleep, I'll be here till the very end. And you can queue up eight or ten episodes in a row if you need them. Uh, the reason I make the show is because I've been there in the deep, dark night tossing and turning. Uh, I've had trouble getting to sleep before. I've had trouble staying asleep before. Or getting back to sleep, uh, traveling, waking up to her, you know, all of those things. I've been through them all. And one thing I found is that, you know, the, the thinking part when it starts up for me about any of that stuff can get in the way of me getting back to sleep or it can just not feel good. And it can feel a little L-O-N-L-E-Y or however you, L-O-N-E-L-Y, however you spell that word. And so I thought this podcast is for some people, not for everybody, a nice way to keep you company uh, while you drift off or while you're there. I'm your boar friend, your boar bud, your boar bay, your boar buddy, your boar bestie, your BFF, uh, what did I say, boar bay, you know, or your boar bra if you're in San Diego or another, you know, I don't know, other regions, uh, Bondi, Bondi Beach, you know, boar bra. So I'm here to keep you company and, 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 I don't know, help you drift off. The podcast is definitely silly and way different. So kind of see how it goes. Here's the good news if you're new. You know, we have millions of listeners that have been new before, and almost all of them say that it took two or three tries before they got used to the show. So give it a few tries. See how it goes. Uh, if the podcast d- 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 doesn't work for you or you don't enjoy it, go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. There's some other stuff there. Uh, so uh, th- that's a couple things. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm really glad you're here. I really appreciate your time. I really yearn and I strive, and I'd like to help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways we keep this podcast free for everybody. Uh, all right, everybody, we're talking about uh, Season 4, Episode 5 of The Good Place uh, right now, Employ- Employee of the Bear Me, and uh, uh, oh, I was uh, just trying to freeze uh, the thing on something. So, um, Employee of the Bear Me, uh, Michael, uh, opens with Michael's hand is in Michael's left pocket. He says, oh, Janet, uh, she's behind the, the, the B-A-R-R, you know, R's. She has a concerned look, but not a worried look on her face. Uh, uh, like Kind of like a little bit disgusted. Michael says, measly magnet jail, and then says, ha, 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 ha. And then at 19 seconds uh, around, uh, Janet makes this uh, face that I re- the acting is just really high level throughout this, particularly by Darcy Carden. Uh, she, in 19 seconds, Janet has this, okay, not bad face. It was just a gold uh, to me. I was really impressed with it. Uh, it's okay, not bad. And, uh, not how, my, oh, that's not how Michael laughs, uh, she says, though. So he, he does more of a delighted giggle. 
And then we see Sean in the background. He says, she's right. He's in front of a sign that uh, you can't really make out. Well, he's, front of two, he's in behind one sign that's in bad place writing. And in the, the other sign is in good, in human writing, English. Uh, and I think it says, like, when you have someone in this magnet jail, uh, things, five things you could try. But I can't frequently singing uh, uh, something. It is in my. I can't. I could. I, I tried free freeze framing it, but I can't get it uh, readable. Uh, Sean looks uh, super. Oh, it looks super funny, but I can't read it. That's what it says. Uh, Sean says she's right. Uh, Vicky uh, comes out of Michael. Uh, have not figured out Michael's motivation. She does the inside, inside with the acting hands. Uh, uh, Jan has a great joke there. Uh, she does a finger wag. Uh, that or I think. Oh no, Vicky does a finger wag. Uh, motivation. Uh, uh, and then she says, you know, motive. Michael's motivation is the same as everybody's. Uh, like my human friends, loyalty. Empathy and love, and they say ew, and she goes. That's why they'll prevail. And then they say, I hate to break it to you, but no one's coming to save you. There's a big laugh, uh, and I don't know what this says. Getting, let's see. There's a big laugh. Uh, she gets uh, something. I, I can't. Getting color copier. Let's see. He says. Uh, I think it's the last thing. He does this big laugh. Uh, I think Janet says something to him. Michael White, where uh, Sean walks off, maybe getting closer. Uh, then we see the cactus, the desert, uh, the push train. Jason is just uh, suave. I mean, there's no other way to say it. He kind of looks like he could be in like a 1930s tap dancing movie or like a Hitchcockian film as the lead because uh, his hair is combed and he's in a suit. Uh, I don't know. He just says, uh, like, uh, he just looks suave. Uh, uh, he says, yo, Michael, what's your pl- what's the plan? Mike, no idea if I have a plan, but I don't know if it work. He says, yo, Glenn, what do you think? Uh, and I looked how he said, Michael says, listen, Jason, old friend, you know, everyone's had their memories restored of uh, the time in the good place, except for you. So maybe I'll do it to yours. He does a flick and it's like it, it goes into Jason's mouth He go because he goes, oh, dip. Uh, and he breathes it in. Uh, then it says, says buddy, uh, Michael says that, you know, know what uh, not to do. Come on. We got to fight, you know, the urge impulse control, uh, something, very something. Then, uh, we see this red sign. It says, you're now entering the bad place population. And if you want to see the joke, it's at two thirty three around, see it for yourself, uh, what the population is. Yeah, then we see the mirror. There's a kind of like a depot tunnel tunnel. That's also like a mirror world or something. Uh, then, uh, we have the opening, uh, chapter 44 in town square. Welcome everyone. Eleanor says she's in a mustard sweater at two forty four. We see a Ponzu scheme is, uh, oh, the two forty four. we see the backs. Everyone. I said, I did have to WTF Brent cause his collars up. Uh, I don't know. He's got like a, his jacket collar up and uh, what else? Uh, there's bikes. There's, uh, what is this? A retro system for Janet. Uh, uh, let's see. Backs everyone. Brent's collar. What the heck? Uh, a retro refrigerator. Refrigerator. Janet's against a retro refrigerator. Oh, no. This is uh, 
oh, Janet's being rebooted. She's like getting a refurb. That's what Eleanor says. She has her sweater. She has a mustard sweater with cool magenta stars. Uh, she says we're doing Earth Day, which Chidi loves. He, the, five, he got five, five uh, exclamation points because uh, he smiles so big. He says, uh, this, she, she says that we're going to do lo-fi activities, knitting. Uh, so some people are going to do gardening. Uh, Brent doesn't, Brent does not like, uh, gardening. Um, and then she says, you five are going to be at lake house at the works, swimming, water skiing. Uh, Brent says, suck at gardener. Simone says, that's probably not the first time he said that. Then we're at Mindy's. Uh, this is 336 about. Uh, second WTF, uh, bad Janet's against a fridge. Eleanor opens the fridge. She takes out a glass bottle of Tab, a diet soda, which is what my dad used to drink, which I guess in Mindy's, like it was in the mediocre world, which is, I mean, no offense, Tab, but that's what I've heard about you, is that you're mediocre. Uh, Derek's there. He says, oh, yeah, she says, I need some help. He goes, oh, what about my sister aunt? Uh, but yeah, I'm here to help. He has a champagne glass full of Scrabble pieces. Uh, uh, Derek makes some good jokes. Uh, then she says, let me help lighten your load. Uh, then uh, Tahani comes. And she, she said, they say, it's go time. She goes, oh, like you, you the man, my uh, mentor's most problematic role. You the man, da- you're the man now, dog. Uh, Derek was also watching all this from the background. Uh, which was another one that I said, what the heck? This is a great, funny episode. Uh, Tani's kind of like, I just want to be more than a host. That's another, like, uh, small theme in this episode. Uh, Brent, uh, Derek gives himself a sh- scrabble shower in the background. And, uh, Tani says, what do we do? Something like insert me coach man. And, uh, and Eleanor says, I don't know. We need something like finger sandwiches. Or something. She goes, you, you don't serve finger sandwiches at a lake house. Uh, uh, then we're back with, uh, Jason and Michael, the uh, trans eternal railway sign. There's lots of wood pallets in the depot. And I mean, lots of them. Then, uh, this is 520. Jason and Michael share their fears. Uh, uh, then we're at the lake house, which is kind of super modern. Uh, but it looks more like, I mean, like just my opinion, I think it's all like generated, but it looks more like a canal house than a lake house. Like I was thinking it's like in, um, somewhere in Northern Europe where there's all houses on canals, like you see on a show like Amazing Race. But, you know. That's just with me with my water-based houses. Uh, uh, Tahani, uh, did I jump ahead like 30 minutes? Because uh, it says, oh, no. So, so, so Tahani's like, uh, she has the snacks. John says, anybody seen The Lake House with Sandy B? Uh, he gives a shout-out to that movie. I think Keanu was in it. I love movies with gentle magic. Uh, John takes a breadstick. uh Brent, of course, calls dibs on the master bedroom. Where's Cheedy? Uh, Tahani says, uh, Simone says, well, he's sitting home reading. He's not into lake houses. Uh, and then Tahani says, okay, well, you, like, uh, you guys have some full-size sandwiches, which we see one on Brent's plate, too, maybe even two. I'll go get uh, Cheedy. Tahani's on the job. Uh, then we see uh, Jason making fun of like the employee of the month photos, which is the uh, 
what do we call it? Bear me, employee of the bear me. Uh, uh, there's also like a big uh, B advertisement poster. And he says, is that you employee? Most recent, like center front and center employee of the baramony. Michael says, technically, yes. So uh, it was, you know, and he takes a picture down. He says very dramatically, uh, what echoes of this former self await me here? Uh, then Jason makes some high school jokes and uh, t- jokes about teen years. So a lot of good jokes in this, uh, these, this episode. Uh, then we see uh, Eleanor at the train station, hurry back. Uh, uh, then we see, uh, like, uh, then uh, Wanda goes up to um, Eleanor. She says, hey, Wanda, is your, uh, Wendy or something, I don't know. And, and she says, barky, barky, barky. Then we see Derek, who's ties off. He's totally uh, out of uh, out, like he, but he's honest. He says, "Jesus, it's not going well." And we really get some good visual humor here, worth rewatching a thousand times. There's someone playing with an umbrella. There's a face painting. Uh, someone says hi. There's someone doing like a reverse. Uh, like back reverse move with the basket walking upstairs. There's someone with a basket on their head walking. There's someone with a wire bat. Those were wicker baskets. This one's a wire basket with fruit and cake in it going up and down. There's a lot of flower basket. There's someone opening and closing a flower basket. Uh, there's another person with a chair on their head. There's other people just walking with flowers. There's a dude with a cup in a couple scenes. I wasn't sure if it was like a finish a cup of ice, you know, like an ice cream container or a cup of coffee. At one point, there's a man walking and his arms are like frozen, not physically, like frozen to his sides. Like he's a non-arm, no, not, his arms don't move at all when he walks in this uh, Derek situation. Also, Derek's champagne glass, which has switched from a, um, what is that called? A martini glass recently uh, is full of jimmies, I think, like uh, sprinkles for ice cream. Uh, Tahani uh, uh, goes to find Chidi. Oh, Chidi. Uh, Chidi has a gramophone in his his uh, apartment uh, uh, there. Also, you know, Eleanor uh, appears... Uh, uh, like, uh, oh, Tahani, Eleanor's with Derek. Then Tahani comes. Uh, she says, I got to find Chidi. So they go to find Chidi. He said, oh, she just wanted to do some solo activities. Uh, and they say, well, geez, we got an activity for you, actually. Like, uh, we've hidden clues to a puzzle around, like, kind of like a, a, one of those called those secret rooms or whatever. My daughter likes to do this, uh, especially when we're not at home, like uh, at somebody else's, like, we're on vacation or visiting family. She'll make one of these secure, what are those called? Get out of the room puzzles. Uh, anywhere, though, where you search a house for puzzles. Uh, family houses. So don't worry. Not strange. Like, not get, not places where we're actually guests. Uh, at each 20, Chidi goes, oh, I love puzzles. And there's more jokes built into that. Uh, yeah, homemade escape room. Doozy. Uh, Tahani says, Oh, yeah, and you'll what's the secret? Well, you've discovered the truth of the universe. Uh, and Eleanor says, Spoiler alert. Uh, then she tells Tahani, Go on, get. Uh, and then Chidi says, What about my first clue? And she goes, You've already gotten it. And then he makes another oh sound. It's so funny. 
He's really happy this episode. Uh, then we're at Demon Con. It's smoky. It's stark. Uh, there's lights. There's people with name tags smoking cigarettes. Uh, there's the old uh, uh, eat, eat candy, uh, closed eyes, can't lose uh, poster. Uh, then there's like one of these influencer style posters. It says Demon Con and C-O-N in the middle of the O is a thumbs down. A hundred straight days or something. Uh, Sean kind of in the background, like he's some sort of, um, what are those people are that speak at these things? Uh, you know, in, influencer, I guess that's what they're called. Uh, yeah, he goes, yeah, we're in minute something, hour 52 of 4,000 hours. Uh, also there's a, um, there's a thumbs down on the lectern. It says the, de- the, uh, a dynamic uh, de- demon or something. Uh, let me look. It says it right there. Um, uh, they're talking about the future of, uh, of uh, you know, uh, the bad place. Uh, the dynamic dynamic. Uh, Michael, you know, or Sean says, I got a plan. We're here to motivate you. He goes, I'm going to show you slide one of 7,000. Uh, which says lecture 298Y2-C. two a roadmap uh, uh, for modernizing our industry. Uh, Michael comes in. He does a slow cut, cut clap. He acts goofy. Uh, and then we go back to Derek. There's more kind of cuckoo's nest action. Tahani's kind of sad and frustrated. Uh, and she goes, well, she's I need you to make me some cocktail, lake-related top to- cocktail napkins uh, with a lake-related slogan, like, Better late than never. Derek says, you know, I am overwhelmed. She says, why don't you do a reboot? Uh, uh, You know, then maybe you'll be, like, uh, more helpful. Uh, Now is your choice. Uh, Early Vicky suit home, home, uh, just a 2.0. Then uh, I think Michael says, surprise you. He says surprise in an interesting way. He says, come on, Jason. He says, I have a Jason suit. Uh, Jason has bad posture. Great acting as he's acting like uh, Glenn in a Jason suit. Uh, And Sean says, that's amazing. You know, overdid it on the cheekbones. Uh, Oh, who's in there, Glenn? Uh, He says, okay, let's put this to work then. Or maybe Michael says that. We'll go find a good Janet. And then Sean says, let's do it live on stage. Rufus, go grab her. Everyone's clapping. Then Derek, we're back with Derek. He has to self-plunge. Then, oh, I saw this sign. uh, Hawaii Five Doe. That, That was like in the town square. Uh, then, you know, Tanya just wants to be useful. I don't want to just plan parties. Uh, uh, sorry if I made things more difficult, uh, or something. And, uh, um, Eleanor says, no, you made them difficult in a new way. Uh, then Chidi comes out. He's got a soccer ball, a tie and a desk lamp. He's very, very happy. And then Eleanor tries to be, you know, gentle with him. You know, geez, we're going to skip it to the end. Uh, you know, I want you to try some new things. And he goes, well, my comfort zone's about the size of that chair, and even its arms are a little bit. Uh... And she goes, well, I just want you to know you're safe here and that you could trust me. Do you trust me, Chidi? He goes, yeah, I think I do. 
then we go back uh, to, to talking about the suits. Uh, Janet comes out. Uh, at first, she says, "Geez, Michael, you, uh, you like," uh, or she says, "Oh, Vicky, uh, you, your acting stinks like that suit does." And then at fourteen ten, I really got uh, uh, teary at this. Uh, just a small thing, I think, just because the acting's so good. I mean, and the writing and the direction, but here it is. I'm watching it live. Uh, when Jan- Jason appears, Janet kind of immediately knows it's him. Uh, and he's like really kind of acting like nervous and unsure. Really, her face, the look on her face is so subtle but powerful. It made me, it makes me tear up because you can see the expression of love and amazement that he had come to save her. And he says, Hi, Janet, it's me. Uh, and she knows she, she, when he says that, she almost looks at Michael for a split second. Uh, uh, he says, yeah, because I love you, girl. And she goes, not a girl, kind of like speaking in code. Uh, and then Michael says, well, Janet, she says, to make you feel. And she goes, uh, you know, she's acting, as a- acting, acting. Uh, oh, terrible. Uh, and then they say, okay, let's just bring her something. And then uh, the, um, Vicky Michael shows up. It's like, oh, dear. Uh, then we're getting cheaty, uh, uh, led through the town square with, uh, um, Eleanor. Everyone's asleep. Uh, at some point, uh, Derek appears. He's in a gold suit now with a goblet. Uh, everybody else, all the extras are kind of sleeping. Then they start to wake up. A uh, couple other restaurants I couldn't, a crawler restaurant and a huggy bear restaurant or something. I couldn't figure out the names of, uh, Tahani tries to help. She's still stumbling. Uh, then Jason, then we're back, you know, Michael's, everybody's in trouble here, but Mike, Jason has that, uh, the demon truth telling thing that it makes him go to goop, uh, and, uh, uh, the, the, he says, okay, uh, they say like, there's a cloud, what is it? Cloud claps. Uh, uh, let me see. There's a, this is the scene right here. Okay, so Jason gives it to him. Mike says, dude, I can't believe you. He said, well, you know, I, I, I waited. I, I was impulsively brought it, then I waited. Sean confronts Michael. Vicky confronts, oh, she says, geez, you know what, uh, Michael, uh, you know, you know, we know you're no good. Uh, uh, he says, yeah, we, we know, you know, basically, they say Rufus, ta- ta- oh, first he says, Rufus, take, him, take them away. Michael says, Rufus, we used to be roommates. Don't make me goo you. Uh, and uh, he, he does. Everybody's like, holy cow. And uh, Mike, Michael says, just, you know, like, uh, used to think, you know, like, after, oh, Michael says to the audience, like, 10,000 demon cons. I thought we were in charge of moral, moral balance. Uh, uh, but humans and us are capable of self improvement. Uh, and I want to open your eyes to the truth. Sean knows it's true. Then Vicky slow collapse. Uh, she she goes, she says, uh, you know, no, Michael, you're no good, blah, blah, blah. He goos her. Then they say, let's go. And the whole audience starts cheering because they think it's a show. Then we're at the lake house. Cheaty's there. He's still saying, oh, uh, the puzzle continues. Uh, then, so Tahani and Eleanor are with him. The first thing he does after he's happy about the puzzle is he kisses Simone, uh, which gives a little sad face from Eleanor. Then Eleanor and Tahani are alone. It's kind of truth time where Tahani talks about how she feels uh, 
again, how she's been made to feel, even though, like, some of them, you know, like, just how her experience during the episode, I guess, uh, and how she wants more. They're at the lakeside, uh, and she goes, why are you so capable? You know, Eleanor, you're so capable. It doesn't always, and she goes, well, you grew up, uh, this will, like, simplifies things, I guess, in the episode a little bit, I mean, over Tani's whole tish- history, but, uh, she goes, oh, you know, you had diamond lamps and gold pillowcases, so you haven't had to learn, you know, how to kind of scrape by on your own. Um, you know, but for me, I wouldn't know the difference between a salad fork and a whatever spoon. Uh, and in there, we have the four most important beings in the universe. So you helping in the ways you're good at is not pointless. Uh, at this point, it's critical. Uh and then, you know, after this, if we want to do something meaningful like weld, I will support you. And so they have a little bit of a nice closure. Uh, then we have Michael and them, Michael, uh, Janet, and uh, Jason leaving the bad place. And uh, Janet makes a depot go bye-bye. And they say, nice to have you back, Janet. And then she goes, uh, it must have been hard for you, Michael, going back there. And this actually really subtly leads nicely into the theming thematically for the next episode. Just really so subtle. It'd be hard to miss. Uh, but, you know, Jason says, Jesus, Michael, you know, the, Michael talks about how who he once was and how painful that is. And, uh, I mean, Jason more or less says, well, there's no shame in that. You know, I was, I just think you're a nice, weird, old, happy dude. Uh, then Janet and Jason have a moment. She says, thanks for rescu- rescuing me. I really missed you. I missed you so much. Uh, missed you too. And then Jason says, it just stinks like uh, uh, that uh, That bad Janet told me all these lies like that. The, the Jags cut Blake Bortles. Uh, and you should probably just watch this yourself to find. There's so many jokes like uh and they're all in a row. It's at 2105. Uh, they do say falls. Uh, but then there's even more after that about your clavicle. Uh, really, really funny. <laughs> I mean, so good. I think both episodes end on, like, uh, the next episode also ends with, like, 30 seconds of, like, really high-quality jokes. Uh, so, nice ending to this episode as those three head back uh, to the the good place uh, together. And the Soul Squad will be back together uh, very, very soon. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm still here with you, and I'm just uh, getting the uh, next episode started back to back. Uh, I'm here recording with you uh, uh, right in real time, nearly. So this episode is called The Chip Driver Mystery, episode season four, episode six, uh, it uh, starts with a white, uh, the white background, Azuma Michael. He brushes off his hands. He's in a blue suit, brown shoes, light blue shirt. One of his really nice, one of the tie colors that really works and pops on him, which is like a navy with uh, some floral or some dots, like uh, pastels and a pink pocket square. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I don't know what it is. I mean, this is why these people, like, people get paid really good money to do this because it really works. Uh, and he's talking to bad Janet. Uh, uh, let's see. She's in a holding room. She looks like she has a, a, a like a easel set up, like she's been painting uh, a dip shirt. Oh, she calls him a dip shirt. I was like, dip shirt? What does that mean? She has, has a nice desk there. She's been there six months. Uh, 
If today's your last day, I'm going to tell you a story. Are you ready? And then first she has passes gas uh, in a very, very, very bad janity way. Then we open chapter 45. Looks like it's like a path, a river at sunset uh, in the woods. It's a painting she's been working on or they're showing her. Uh, interesting to fan fiction, I said, of what's going on. Uh, uh, then we return. She still is passing gas. Uh, he's got a book. She goes, what's up with it? He goes, that's part of the story. It all started about a week ago. And they both sit down. Michael sits in a chair. She sits on the bed. Michael has striped socks on. Uh, things were going by better than we could have possibly hope, uh, hoped. Uh, then we go into town. There's uh, Everybody's in a post-ski wear. Except Jason. He's in monk robes. Gianyu. Uh, they talk about the, how much fun they had skiing, except, you know, Chidi had fun, even though he was only, he doesn't like ski because he doesn't like moving at angles, but there's plenty of reading nooks at the lodge. Uh, they did a meditation with John, Jace, and John liked that a lot. Uh, he said, oh, geez, I, my mantra is Kate Blanchett saying Rihanna. Not like that, though, in a peaceful way. And then Brent says, geez, congratulations again, Simone, on winning at Parcheesi or something. I can't even remember. But maybe it was Gin Rummy. And she goes, uh, yeah, congratulations, you know. Uh, and then she makes a Rutgers joke, you know, to get on his case about Princeton. Uh, then we go to back to the office, uh, and uh, everybody's happy. Well, team, well done, Eleanor says. Uh, uh, reach in progress. Uh, can't believe Brent is doing that. Uh, like when he was upset, he stormed off instead of storming off and flipping the table. He has kind of changed. He's changed. Uh, now we don't know if it's because of super heaven time, he says, but then Michael says, well, it's a roadmap, change of behavior, then the motivation. And again, this is what I was wondering this season if they would go there, and they have truly gone there in a way. Again, the show is just so mature, and I mean, I would hope it would have the power to drive a conversation outside of the show or to subtly influence it, but we'll see. But really, the ability to talk about these things. Uh, I mean, I mean, I guess like I don't know. Yeah, so. Uh, let's see. Then they say heavenly savior of the week is Jason. How to savior of the week. And this one is like worth exploring, worth rewatching. Uh, cause I did watch it a bunch of times. Like Tahani uh, goes to get up and touches or fixes her hair. And, uh, then, uh, uh Eleanor says, uh, winner is Eleanor Selstrop. And then Michael says, I never win. Then we see the how to savior of the week and other people have won other than Eleanor. And here's the list of the winners. It goes Janet, Tahani, Eleanor, Jason, Eleanor, Tahani, Janet, Janet, Eleanor, Janet, Eleanor, Eleanor, Janet, Tahani, Tahani, Jason, Eleanor, Janet, Eleanor, uh, Eleanor, Tahani, uh, Janet, Eleanor, Jason, Eleanor. At least according to my notes, uh, there was one that uh, Eleanor was standing in front of, but I think that was a Tahani. They see Jesus, a real high point. Oh, Michael says that back in the, um, with Bad Janet. There's a couple of cool glass, like, and brass things on the desk uh, that were really nice. Uh, 
And he says, Jesus, best thing, best we've ever felt out here. But then Brent, uh, oh boy to Brent, you know, uh, so then we have Brent who walks up to Chidi and Simone who are at a cafe having strawberry and champagnes, some sort of dessert. At first I thought it was, a, um, what's that thing called? The ice cream sundae, but it looked more like a, some sort of, like it had pudding in it with chocolate syrup and whipped cream and that it was an ice cream. It could have been though. Uh, there's a rose, uh, two books on the tables. Hey, ski, ski buddies, I wrote a book, uh. And then he pulls his book out. It says at the top, would have been a number one New York Times bestseller, six feet under par, uh, chip driver mystery. The cover is amazing. You should check it out. He goes, then Brent says, half spy, half mystery, half sub memoir, uh, half after dark, uh, half political thriller, half golf tutorial, and half commentary on society. And Simone says, Serena, half books in one. He goes, at least uh, read it ASAP because uh, two days you're like introducing me about how great my book is. Uh, then Simone and Tahani, Simone says, hey, Tahani, you want to drink some wine and read Brent's book? Uh, then they, uh, and they talk about how Brent said that he invented some s'mores. Uh, uh, someone makes a really funny face at that part. Uh, uh, then we're at the office. Oh, oh, because they, they start reading the book. Then we're at the office. Uh, Michael's sitting on the desk reading, and him and uh, Eleanor are reading from the book. Uh, and Eleanor says, This is bad. Uh, and, and Michael says, Well, they, these are the two that have the hardest relationship, you know, because, uh, you know, Brent confirms every, like, always confirms the accuracy of people's judgments about him. Uh, then we're in the Janet room. You know, he, Michael's kind of recapping the fallout from everything. Uh, then um, we're at, at and Chidi saying, so "See, Chidi, Jason goes, Chidi, what's wrong, homie?" Uh, and Chidi's reading the book. He goes, "Well, there's this character named a cowardly character named Four-Eyed Igby." Uh, and uh, he goes, "Just like he goes, what could be cooler and more like that can't be? Uh, what do you call that? Uh, spontaneous and cool." But he goes, "What could be more cooler than teaching Brent ethics?" Uh, and then Jason kind of talks about being spontaneous, and then he goes, "Let's dance uh, to defeat Igby." It, I mean, this again, I didn't write down the timing. It's like a little bit after six minutes. Uh, into. <laughs> And uh, Chidi says, look at old Igby move, and he's dancing it up, man. Holy cow. Uh, he says, what music is this? Jason says, oh, it's my music. Uh, and then he can't tell us a personal story about the everything. And then John's standing. They go, oh, no. John's standing there in the doorway. He sees it all. Uh, then we go back to oh, Bad Janet, who says, I'm like, can we just skip to the end? Uh, you know, human stink, uh, like, uh, like he says, you're judging too quickly. Uh, but yeah, uh, people can't change. And Michael says they can change. And uh, Janice says you can't. And then, uh, she says people are bad, but bad to the bone. And, uh, uh, Michael has a bunch of stuff. Then there's an ad. Uh, so then we go back to John and Jason is, so J- J- Jason is John. John. Can you keep a secret? She says, uh, I don't know. This is like the gossip toilet's about to overflow. Uh, 
because this is an exclusive. Uh, he holds a book over his face. I think at first, uh, this is Michael setting it up because the gossip toilet about to overflow is uh, what he says to Bad Janet. But he, yeah, he goes, I can't, Jesus, can you keep this a secret? He goes, is this an exclusive? Uh, holds a book over his face. Uh, he goes, the, cause things here are a bit like season four dot nabby, you know, well designed, but, uh, like to sleep with me podcast. Uh, uh, and then I didn't, somehow I missed these jokes, uh, or brilliance, uh, cause Chidi basically says, well, didn't you want to learn, uh, that uh, my magic mic body roll thing that Jason can do, and Jason does it. I've not, but it's just like beautiful, and somehow it's like four seconds long and easy to miss. Uh, and John goes, "Well, I want, if only if I learn the whole dance." Uh, uh, then we have Simone and Tahani reading it. Uh, the book, uh, Brent's book, uh, golf o'clock uh, solves the case. Uh, really not treating people with respect, uh, even as characters. Uh, Eleanor comes, Jesus, what are you doing? Reading some great works of literature. Uh, Eleanor kind of tries to, but, but can't you forget? Simone's like, this is really an insensitive book. Uh, and uh, Eleanor says, can you forgive him? She goes, no. Like, why, if we're in the good place, why would I have to deal with the sensitivity? Like, uh, like, why would I have to do with insensitivity? Like, uh, I'm supposed to be in the good place. Like, my, why is it my responsibility to deal with this? So the first, first kind of, this has, like, been leading this way of this powerful, important discussion. And, I, I, like, uh, it's just interesting to see how it's going to play out over the season, but really important stuff. Uh, and uh, I love how Simone just says no, you know. And then there's some Top Gun, and still they're able to fit in Top Gun jokes and stuff like that. And then Eleanor says, geez, so, so I guess I'll have to get back to you. I'll consort, can consult with some uh, mortal beings. Uh, 1027, Michael's dressed like Payne Stewart or some, like, uh, he's in a ridiculous golf outfit. And uh, Brent says, didn't take you for a linksman. There's a red golf cart. Uh, uh and uh, then Brent's like uh, acting like he's a great golfer, but he's playing with like a uh, cheat mode on. So Michael says, "Turn that off. We'll play cool old school." And then Brent hits a great bad shot, blames Michael for sneezing. Michael says, "I don't. He can't even sneeze, dude. Uh, it's okay to hit a bad shot. Not a sign of weakness. Weakness to admit it. Uh, uh, you know." And then he tries to like plant the seed. Then they go back to Bad Janet. She goes, "You think one gentle metaphor is going to change somebody like that? It's not." Uh, then we go uh, to uh, John and Chidi. They're talking about secrets. Uh, and Kant and Bethany Frankel. Uh, John says, I got a gas, man. Uh, can I talk about dumb shorts, Kathy? Uh, then Eleanor comes and she says, She's have, uh, there's just a bunch of scroll jokes. Uh, uh, she goes, She's have consulted the scrolls. And uh, I think, oh, there's also uh, Simone's shirt has this like cool cheetah print on there. Uh, not that that's important. Uh, and uh, then, uh, of course, Brent says, oh, there's Charlie's Angels. There's no Charlie's Angels. And uh, Michael goes, oof, like, dude, 
And then he, he goes, how about, what are my accomplos? And uh, Tahani goes, so there's some interesting word choices. Uh, he wants more, like he wants to be glorified as this, you know, stable genius. Uh, and she goes to, uh, then Simone says, well, just writing a book is an accomplishment, I guess. And he says, geez, I want you to say it as my favorite book. Uh, and everyone's trying to regulate him. Uh, and uh, then Brent gets, uh, he goes, geez, I was going to give you a discount on my books. Now I'm going to charge you a full 65 bu- bucks. Michael goes, there's no money here. Because yeah, Simone's just like, dude, n- no way. I'm not, this book is insulting. It's insulting to a lot of different people. And it's insensitive. And it doesn't treat people with dignity and respect. And Brent can't handle the truth. He's just uh, not, a, he's just, he's, so he, he storms off like, uh, well, there's more jokes about how he storms off later. And then the uh, back of the office, Tony goes, can we just deal with this like stiff upper lip a British way? Uh, then Eleanor starts to shift. She says, after that, like Brent is the problem. Uh, we got to, th- you know, we can't walk on eggshells. We got to throw the egg. Uh, then Michael also says, he goes, 60 years he had to improve. Uh, and then he goes, well, where is he? And then uh, Janet says, yes. Uh, so he goes to the golf course. Uh, he says, hey, bud, what are you gripping and ripping? And uh, he says, uh, dog don't want to hunt. Uh, and then Michael straight for with him. He says, your actions hurt people. It's time to apologize and heal the neighborhood. Uh, okay, then uh, he uh, Brent says, uh, "Oh, fine, I'll be the bigger person, kind of like my dad." Then uh, there's a funny joke there. Then it's Chidi and uh, Simone are talking. She's like, "Maybe I should still help him with some social contract theory." And she's like, "Why would you help him? He's like a grown adult." Uh, he should be responsible for his own behavior. Like, it's not okay to treat people that way and all that. And then uh, Brent does the old, uh, pretty familiar with this uh, at this point. He does the old uh, unapology. He goes, oh, regarding my critically, your feelings about, I'm sorry, you know, your feelings about my critically acclaimed novel were so sensitive. Sorry you were offended. Uh, uh, then he says, you know, basically that's on you. Uh, and then someone says, are you going to apologize for real or not? Uh, and it, it, it actually like, uh, it really feel like the, the acting again was like, uh, I mean, this is just, I mean, I guess from my perspective, the reason I'm talking about this in this way is because this is like so hard to pull off and maintain humor and do like, uh, some semblance of the truth. Uh, and and I mean, I don't know how this like will resonate with everyone else. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but he goes, you know what? I'm not sorry at all. Uh, and I want some complos, uh, from all of you. And, uh, Tahani, you know, just then says, you know, your book's awful, offensive, poppycock, uh, and then she buttons it. She she buttons it with okay. He's either got to be a private eye, a cubic quarterback for the Bears, or the world's strongest president. Uh, and then he says, uh, and, and and again, Brent's like not um, exactly uh, uh, a character that's tough to have empathy for. 
but he, you know, he, he's like, uh, this is a disgrace. You, my integrity. I'm a good person. I earn this. Uh, and for a split second there, like, uh, there's a pause, but then he ends up undoing everything. Cause then he says, uh, I mean, you know, I'm in the good place and I don't know, maybe, you know, he just keep, he's like, uh, he's a J to J to the R to the K and then Chidi won't take, take, take it. Uh, so Chidi has like, uh, Chidi again tries to, um, help at first and then says, you know, this is, uh, actually there's like, it wasn't even Chidi's actions. He was trying to help the whole time and maintain some boundaries. Uh, but Brent can't handle it. He says, fork you. And Eleanor says, how about a snack? How about some bagel bites? Uh, uh, then we go back to Janet, who has a good, she goes, oh, middle-aged male fragility, uh, baby bush, baby boomers. And Michael says, well, we were forked, uh, poof, uh, all our work, uh, halfway through this, uh, all toast. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she's bad. Janet says, yeah, humans suck. Uh, and then Michael goes, no, there's one more chapter. We go back to the office. There's a little bit of silence. And Eleanor says, so today is bad. You know, this isn't good. Uh, another nice pause. And she goes, I don't have a solution. Uh, and then to, to then Tani, after another pause, says, okay, like, uh, what if I let John help me by telling him I'm getting ombre highlights? And then there's jokes that I don't even understand. Like, uh, I don't understand. Let's do, I have to Google it's some sort of highlights, hair highlights. Because Eleanor doesn't get him either. Uh, then Jason comes up. Well, maybe I could get Brent to do, like, to trick Brent into being doing some good, too. And then Eleanor goes, oh, let's write these ideas down. And then it kind of fades out. Uh, and then it goes to Michael and uh, Bad Jenny. He goes, that was an hour ago. And Michael's got this uh, pride face. Uh, and he goes, geez, for months you and I have been debating on whether people are good or bad. And we've been asking the wrong question. Like, uh, the question is, are they trying to be better today than they were yesterday? And he says, you ask me where my hope comes from. That's where it comes from. And he goes, uh, that's why I'm sending you home. I'm letting you go. Uh, and he goes, this is my way of trying to be a little bit better today than yesterday. And then do yourself a favor. There's like 30 seconds of the best jokes. Uh, just a ton of jokes right in, right in a row. And then he gives her a book. He says, this is a manifesto of everything that's happened with the humans. It's got the book of humans, a manifesto by Janet and Michael. Uh, and then she goes to leave. She goes, she does a long bye. And she leaves. And then Michael sprays uh, Lysol. And the episode comes to a close. Uh, so, good night.